The 382nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at CircaSports.com. Howdy ho, Generinos. Welcome to episode 482 of the Sports Gambling Podcast. No, that's not our name. We're the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Let's dedicate this one to regional MMA, just in general. Um, we love our regional MMA, as do our friends in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And this is a regional MMA episode. There is a buttload, as Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite would say, a buttload of regional MMA going down this week. So we are going to jump around the globe and get you covered. Um, at least three of the events. Uh, did I say I'm Jeff Chalks Fox? That's who I am. Uh, I will be the setup man on this episode because the regional MMA genius is riding shotgun with me. That would be the one and only Daniel Gummy Vreeland. Hello. I will say the the one big bummer on this one is that uh, CFFC hasn't like gone out and given us their entire uh, their fight card. While we've got a couple of CFFC no? fights that we're oh, going to yeah. talk about. The, Two fights. Yeah, well, I mean... And I've seen some others like rumored here, or rumored there, but like, uh, like I'd I'd like to see a full full fight card out of them because they usually got some bangers on the prelims. Yes, uh, usually CFC, CFFC comes through. It's it's pretty good uh, regional uh, promotion. So come on, CFFC, get your act together here. Um, and Gumby's the only person who hears CFFC rumors. You said you heard, heard some rumors about fights. Who else hears these rumors? Maybe that Marcel guy on Twitter. But other than that, come on. Yeah, no, he he knows it all probably before CFFC <laughs> does. Marcel Dorf. <laughs> yes. That's why everybody is is coming here. Uh, Gumby's regional main knowledge brings all the boys to the yard. And that's what this episode is all about. Uh, we What are we going to break down? We're going to break down CFFC 122, Cage Wars 157, and LFA 163. And there's other events too, isn't there? Isn't there other um, decent regional? Isn't Titan running this weekend too? I think maybe coming. I, up? I I will tell you. I think Titan's taken a real step back. How's it? Like okay. Titan used to be like one of those promotions where you're like, ah, they won a Titan fight recently. Ah, yeah, you got to keep an eye on them. And then lately, it's been it's been pretty bad. Um, you know, like pr- pretty low level stuff. You know, there's usually like a three and O guy in the main event fighting for a pro title, and you're like, that's not quite what i'm looking for and then uh i would say the same thing cage titans is running this week and you know me right. i love cage titans i've been to a lot of cage titans events it's one of the best live events that you could possibly go to i don't think they have a fight where there isn't at least one person with a losing record in it um which is weird uh, especially because they got multiple ufc vets on it like jay perrin and don shanis are both fighting but they're both fighting guys who are like 11 and 19 or 8 and 13 um I don't know if they just couldn't find opponents for a lot of these guys or what, but it is, uh, it, it's even kind of a bummer of a card for them. If I know one thing about Gumby, he loves his cage Titans. I that's do. the one thing I know about you after I all do. these years. That's all I know about you. Okay. Um, that's fair. <laughs> how did your picks go this weekend? I guess, um, as of this recording, fine. We're recording it in advance. Fury uh, FC has not not happened yet. But how did your picks go for CFFC and KSW? So the main event of CFFC got canceled uh, a couple of days before the event. Uh, the co-main event became the main event. We had Raheem Forrest in that fight beating Tristan Vines. Uh, and he won. 
Uh, and then we had a couple of like chalky favorites on KSW, Phil DeFreeze, Sebastian Prisviz. Uh, both of them came through as well, too. So at the moment, 3-0, and uh, waiting on some money coming in from Fury FC, which, by the way, if you had listened to me and waited uh, to bet Fury FC after the original lines came out, you might have Marcelo Rojo as a favorite, which as time of listening to this, that was either really great or kind of a bummer. <laughs> Despite what our numbers say, no one listens, Dan. Well, we already we already um, discussed that last episode, so no yeah, one listened true. to that. Dan. That's true. <laughs> the numbers keep going up, though, so thank you for all those people who aren't Yeah, listening. thank thank you to everybody who keeps tuning in and subscribing and stuff like that. Uh, that that really, does, uh, really, really does keep people realizing that uh, – you, you guys like us, so uh, much yeah, appreciated. They really like us. They really like us. What I like is Circus Sports. That's just Gumby. As as do all you listeners, hopefully. Circus Sports has the Circus Millions and Circus Survivor are back, and they're on right now. That sentence didn't make sense, what I said, but hey, we'll go with it. $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circus Millions is five NFL picks against the spread each week. And Circus Survivor is you just pick a different money line winner each week. Simple as that. Gumby says Cowboys are the way to go, at least week one. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there last weekend in August. CircusSports.com for all the details. That's C-I-R-C-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Win. Get yourself some UFC Boston tickets because you're going to need about $14 million to get into that event. All right. We are starting off our journey. Another good thing is these events are all at different times, too. Uh, just like this past weekend, uh, these were at uh, not different days, not all different days, but at least different times. So we can watch all of it. And the sickos in the Discord will definitely be watching all of it. Uh, first, we're going to start with CFFC 122 Gunnison versus Watley. This is a Thursday event, Thursday night, which is nice to see. Uh, Non-weekend uh, MMA, 7 p.m. Eastern. is on UFC Fight Pass, of course, which will make it easy to watch. It's going down in the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Tampa, Florida. Only two fights announced right now. It's going to be a quick night if they don't fill out this fight card. But both, both <laughs> these fights are title fights, which is a good thing. We've got the Cage Fury FC Vacant Flyweight Championship is the first one we're going to um, talk about first. And like always, I put Gumby on the spot and I ask him, why is this, uh, this uh, belt vacant, Mr. Gumby? Ooh, I, we're going to talk about a vacant belt later, but I actually don't know why this one's vacant. So give me a right. second. I'll put the intern on it. He'll tell you by the time you get to the fight. Okay. Thank you, unpaid intern. All right. Five five-minute rounds, 125 pounds. Shamil Finley versus Bad Matsi Sirin Dorsiev. Dorsiev. His first name starts with Bad. That's fantastic. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you about... I do not have odds for this, so Gumby will be guessing the odds. Dorsiev... The Immortal Lotus is a nickname. So he's got an amazing nickname as well. 7-0 with four knockouts. This is his CFFC debut. Won his last fight via knockout. He's got multiple regional championships on his... Mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, and he's an inch taller than Finley. Don't really have um, reach info for any regional. Guy. Uh, occasionally, we have reach info for regional guys. But uh, you won't hear too much reach uh, info from me this episode uh finley is bad man so the guy with bad in his name does not have the nickname bad man crazy um finley is six one and one with five knockouts never been finished in a fight two and oh in cffc he's won two straight fights and he's in six oh and one over his last seven after dropping his pro mma debut he's out which was back in may of 2021 so he's cramming a lot of fights in here uh, two straight finishes for him. He is a regional champion and three years younger than the immortal Lotus. Did the intern find anything out? Um, I, I, uh, I, I, 
looked up the why the lightweight one was vacant, but I'm now looking up why the featherweight one's vacant because uh, the lightweight one was vacant recently as well. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about that one next. So I've gotten one of the two done, but not both of them. So let me break down the fight first, and then I'll tell okay. you why the uh, flyweight one is vacant in a moment. Um, since the last person who had the light flyweight title was uh, Makoko, Makoto Takahashi. I don't know where he went, but he apparently is no longer fighting for Cage Fury. Um, so okay. I don't know is still the answer. Um, so in this fight, uh, let me give you the breakdown. Dorziev uh, is a guy who's got really quick jabs, really quick kicks. Uh, and then weirdly, like a rear hand that is super slow, telegraphed, and he almost like slingshots it, which is a real weird look. Um, so like, I want to say he's a quick striker. But he's a quick striker with everything except for his power striking. Um, and his power striking is insanely telegraphed and looks like it will never land. Um, he seems overly confident in his wrestling to the point where he almost takes, like, bad shots that he knows are bad, like, from too far away. And then just keeps, like, pushing through. And he gets a lot of those takedowns. Um, so that's probably why he's super confident in it is because despite the fact that, like, he shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots from super far away. You know, I watched his brave CF fight, um, which was his last fight before he came over to America and fought for Anthony Pettis's Ford organization. And it was just like bad shots, but it didn't matter. He got it done. Um, and then when you look at Shamal Finley, the, the part that worries me against him is that he's really up upright. Um, when he fights, he he's like, he's almost completely straight legged. And he just doesn't put enough pressure on anybody. He's really patient, which works against a lot of guys, but against somebody who's going to want to kick your legs and wrestle you, you got to put a little bit of pressure on them um, to, to try to nullify those, those types of attacks. Cause those types of attacks don't work when you're moving backwards. And I just don't know that he's the type of guy to do that. Also, you know, Finley is a, uh, I mean, like, he, he beats uh, Santo Curatolo, uh, who's a guy who was on Contender Series. Granted, he lost, but he was on Contender Series in his last fight. Um, it was it technically went down as a TKO, but basically Curatolo just didn't get off the, the stool after the second round, which was wild because I had Curatolo, if not one-to-one, -one, maybe up two rounds in that fight. But he, like, ate some knees towards the end of the second round and then was just too tired. Um, and, and it was by taking Finley down like a hundred times. He kept picking him up and doing big slams, picking him up, doing big slams. And so like, that tells me two things. First of all, Finley does have a good gas tank, which is interesting, but also the takedown defense just isn't there. Um, so I think Dorzyev is going to win this one. Did you say, did you give me odds or am I supposed no, to pick these? No, you, um, no odds. I, I don't have I, any either. So, okay. I think Dorzyev is going to be a favorite, but probably not a big one. Let's say negative 175. All right. I do have odds for the other two events we're going to do. So get cool. ready I, for that. I like Dorziev. Put it this way. So just for anybody who's looking to make bets and, and you know, wants to keep a range in mind. I like Dorziev as long as he stays under like negative 250. Like, I, I think wow. he should be a, a favorite. Um, You know, maybe towards the top end of that, I want to put him in a parlay to, you know, try to extract some value out of it. Um, But if he's in the 100s, a straight play is fine. If he's down near even money, like I, I really like him there. All righty. We're going to the main event, which Gummy got some info on. I think Cage Fury FC lightweight championship. Actually, it was interim. Uh, Cedric Gunnison was the interim champ, right? And now he's the full champ. Is that correct? Yeah, he's the, he was the interim champ, and now he's the full champ because uh, the, the guy who had the belt, uh, Lloyd McKinney, uh, just retired. 
Um, he doesn't okay. want to fight anymore. <laughs> Went out on top. Uh, so Gunnison is uh, his first defense will be against Robert Watley on Thursday. Five five minute rounds. We'll tell you about the challenger first. Contact is the nickname for Watley. Twelve and three, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. This is his CFFC debut. He's got one and two over his last three fights, but he did win his last fight via submission. However, that was back in November of 2019. He went one and two in the PFL. He was the LFA champion. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgummypodcast.com slash store. So this guy's got a big mantle for sure. Uh, the gunman, Gun- Cedric Gunnison, six and one, three knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. Two and one in CFFC is the current champ, as I said. He's won four straight fights. Has not lost since March of 2021. Is also a regional champion or was five years younger than Watley, three inches taller. So I think Gunnison is going to be a sizable favorite here. Let's say negative 220, 225. You're probably going to get plus 180, plus 190 on the return on Watley. And first of all, I will tell you, the layoff a thousand percent worries me about Watley. He'll be off for almost four years at the time of this fight. His last fight was in November of 2019. So it's been a while since we've seen Watley. With that being said, I'm still going to pick him, um, especially if you can get him at a big favorite. Listen, you know, like you can, you can say, Oh, why would you pick a guy in a four year layoff? I get that. But if I can get two to one money on a guy, listen to his, his hit list here. Cause, cause it's impressive. Tiago Tavares. Remember Tiago Tavares in the UFC? Yes, I do. Brandon Jenkins. Tiago, yep. Tiago Moises. Yes. Pat Sabatini. Yep, I know him he's, too. He's beaten all of those guys. And his lone two losses have come to Will Brooks and Chris Wade. So this is a guy who has been in there with dudes, like really good guys. And largely, he beat a lot of those dudes with some mean, mean wrestling. Um, the, the Brandon Jenkins, the Tiago Moises fights stick out. Like he put Moises on his back and like, just basically tooled on him from there, made it look like his jujitsu wasn't all that good. Um, so that for me, especially the way he works in the clinch and he works down to the legs is so important for me because, uh, also when you look at Gunnison, Gunnison is better from range, but he uses a lot of low leg kicks. It would be very easy to catch one of those and turn it into a takedown. Also, anytime he gets hit on the feet. Like if he takes one, you know, like straight right to the teeth, he tries to buy time by grinding against the cage. He's not really a takedown threat, but he tries to buy time against the cage. If he, if he clinches with Watley, I think Watley's going to turn, get him against the cage and he'll be down on the hips in no time. So I, I again, I worry about Watley's layoff, but if you're going to get two to one or better on him, you know, if, if it's going to come in at right around plus 200, I, I think he's worth a stab. All righty. There we go. We're giving you a dog there. Okay. So that is CFFC in Florida. We're going to jump on a plane or a really fast boat, and we're going to head over to the O2 Arena, the Indigo at the O2 Arena in London, England, for Cage Warriors 157, Stanton versus Webb 2. That is Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on UFC Fight Pass. And uh, 17 fights. They definitely ha- have have announced their full card uh, for this. Yes. Uh, unlike, they should they should land some fights to CFFC. They could use a few fights. 
I will um, say, going... here's here's mm. a bummer about this fight card, too. I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything about uh, Cage Warriors. Usually they load it up with prospects who are, like, real close to being signed. Yeah. And, like... A UFC? Yeah, because the UFC is yeah. happening the next night in the same arena, right? Oh, right, yes. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. like, you have to imagine McMaynard's there watching, right? And Dana's probably there watching. But, like, I, I don't know. Harry Hardwick is kind of decent. Um... Maybe they think Harry Hart because his brother's about to fight on Contender Series. But, like, I don't know, man. The top of this card just doesn't seem like it has the type of guys they would usually try to be showing off. Yeah. Well, we shall see what we think. We're doing the top three fights. Do you like like fighters in these fights? Um, The top six guys uh, or nine guys? Not as as UFC prospects? Not particularly. All right. (laughs) Well, there we go. Let's jump into it after that ringing endorsement. Um, we're going to start with three five-minute rounds at welterweight. Daniel Skibinski versus Matters Flaminas. Um, some fun names there. We'll tell you about Skibinski for Skiba. is a nickname. 19 and 8. Seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. One and two in Cage Warriors. He's only won one of his last three. He did win his last fight, though. So, hooray. 2013 pro MMA debut is also pro boxer two years younger than Flaminas. So as Gumby said, not the top prospects here. Uh, the Latvian express is Flaminas 11 and four, five knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted three times, six and four in cage warriors. He's won three of four and four of eight. Like we said, not the, not the highest uh, level of prospects. He did win his last fight though. Hooray for him. He's also a regional champion, three inches taller than Skabinski. I have the lines. What are the lines? Who are we picking? So uh, let me guess. I- I'm going to say Flaminas negative 175. Flaminas plus 150. Get out of here. You-, you can get plus money on Madras. That's the play then. Uh, All right. Ma- Madras Flaminas should not be a dog in this fight. Um, Skabinski is a guy, if you've watched him, and I think we broke him down for KSW uh, one time. His grappling entries are okay. Um, not great. He He like... His way into the takedown looks great. Like, the way he drops his weight, he just then usually lands on a very weird part of your body. Like, he doesn't get to the hips or he doesn't get behind the knees, which are the two things you're supposed to do in a good wrestling takedown. Um, Instead, he's usually, like, weirdly in the midsection or on the back, and then he tries for, like, body lock stuff. And it's like, if you're going to do all that work to get in on a takedown, like, get in on a takedown. Um, And then, so, like, all right grappling, but, like, you know, somebody with good defense is going to deal with it. His striking is like, I'm going to throw power punches. Uh, That's pretty much it. I'm going to throw big power punches, and that's it. Um, And it's to try to get in on the takedown. And then he tires really quickly. Um, And with Flaminas, much lighter on his feet, much smarter, stylish striker. And uh, he's proven he can deal with good grapplers. He beat Oban Elliott. So Oban Elliott's a guy who we had... Um, he was supposed to be on contender series. I think he had visa issues and now he's not going to be. Um, but he stuffed Oban Elliott a bunch of times. He made it to Oban Elliott's back one time because his jujitsu is pretty sharp. So I think like if Skabinski gets in there and he grapples a couple of times and it doesn't work out, I think Flemenos is going to take his back in one of those attempts or he's going to counter something or you might see a guillotine. And otherwise, I think you're just going to see him pepper him on the feet. So yeah, this is a great news to hear uh, the Latvian Express here as an underdog. That That's phenomenal information. See, the fight card just got even better, Dan. Gets better Actually, every day. <laughs> gets better, yes. It gets better every day. Um, where did I see these odds? 
bet online is where I saw it as of this recording. Yeah, bet, so, bet online's always first to the first to the table. <laughs> yep. All right. Before we tell you about any more underdogs, I'm going to tell you about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball mania four is here. And underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. But by the time you hear this, Gumby will have moved that line with all the money he put on it, right? Put on Flamingo. I mean, just, just by encouraging you guys to do it. You guys jump out yeah. on them. Jump <laughs> on the Latvian Express, everyone. Um Co-main event, Morgan Cherrier versus Diego Silva. Uh, we will tell you about Silva. Magrino is the nickname. Do you know what that means? M-A-G-R-E-N-O. I don't know that one. Skinny. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 15 and 8. Two knockouts. Five submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's got a loss-win-loss over his last three fights. He got knocked out in his last contest. Three and four over his last seven. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get shirt sports gamblingpodcast.com slash store. Used to fight at Bantamweight 2012 pro MMA debut. I won't tell you the odds. I almost did, but it didn't. He's fighting the last pirate, Cherrier, 17, 9, and 1. Nine knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted once. Five and three in Cage Warriors. He's gone 2 and 0. Oh. Before that, he went 2 and 2. Uh, won his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at Lightweight was a former champ in cage warriors also a regional champion two years younger than mr skinny all right who we pick and what are the odds so first of all you forgot morgan cherrier's real nickname it's not what the last it? pirate it's the the french solomon renfro um uh, for real no well no you don't remember we broke him down a little while ago yes, we, called right. him the, yep. we called him the yes. french solomon renfro uh because we have I mean, an episode like, named that yeah, if, if you've never seen him fight, uh, but you have seen Solomon Renfro fight, you actually have seen him fight before. Uh, so there you have it. Um, Sherry <laughs> uh, A's got to be a big fave, right? Like negative 300? 240. Yeah, okay. That that makes sense. This is a little bit better than I, I thought. So, uh, yeah, and I like Sherry A here. And, and, you know, he should be a big favorite. Uh, you know, I say French Solomon Renfro because sometimes he loses fights he shouldn't. Um, and he does like kind of dumb things like, you know, like the Paul Hughes fight and the Vucenich fight, even the fight he lost to Soren Bach, all three of those guys, he lost like split or majority decisions to, because he has moments where he looks so good. And then he has moments where it looks like he like tired out and forgot to fight for a minute. Um, and th that's exactly, you know, kind of what Solomon Renfro does too. But at the end of the day, both of them, powerful wrestlers, big heavy punchers so if you like leave yourself out there for even a split second he's gonna pound you um or if you just don't defend takedowns well he's just gonna take you down and hold you there and with silva you know i, I watched his last went back and watched his last fight because there's a hundred diego silvas and i wanted to make sure i had the right one <laughs> yeah um, it's true maureen gofferoff just took him down whenever he wanted to um and it almost looked like silva every time he engaged in the takedown silva like just jumped um, and was like, cool, I'll be in a, on bottom because I'd rather do jujitsu off my back than I would fight Maureen Goffer off on the feet. Um, and he did a similar thing against Dan Argueta in LFA. Um, so, like, I, I just think he's going to give up the takedown. 
over and over and over and over again until Charrier either finishes him on the ground or wins a, a really dominant three-round decision. So Charrier should win pretty easily here. Negative 240 is not bad. You could probably pair him with Dorziev from CFFC if you got them all at the same book, um, and you'll probably wind up with something that looks nice. He should jump a gilly. That's what you sh- he should try doing. Yeah, everyone yeah, should, yeah. right? Everybody should jump Gidley's. All right. Uh, so we got a big dog. We're well, not a big dog, but a dog and a uh, pretty big favorite. Let's see what we got in our main event. It's for the CWFC Cage Warriors Fighting Championship Middleweight Championship. So it would be five five-minute rounds at 185 pounds. Mick Stanton versus James Webb. I will tell you about the challenger first. Webb, nine, four, and one. One knockout, six submissions. He's been knocked out three times. Seven, one, and one in Cage Warriors. One and two over his last three, and three and three over his last six. Used to be the champion of Cage Warriors. Three years younger than Stanton, two inches taller. Almost said the odds, but I didn't. I stopped myself. The Hoyton Hammer is Stanton. Yep. Proud of, proud of myself. He's uh, the, the champ is 11 and seven. Four knockouts, one submission. Knocked out once, submitted four times. Eight and five in Cage Warriors. He is the champion of the world. This is his first defense. He's won two straight and three of four. Won 0-1 in PFL. It was a regional champion. Used to fight up at welterweight. He's also a pro grappler. And that's all I got. Go ahead. So, uh, you know, in this one, I think, uh, let's see. What do I think of the odds on this one? Because <laughs> they've already fought once. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't. I overlooked uh, that. Tell it, us. it was what, a while ago. It was a while ago. James Webb won. Um, but I actually think Stanton's going to be the favorite here um, based on uh, more recent results. But I'll say it's close since they did fight before and Webb won. So let's say negative 135 on Stanton. Whoa, you looked it up. No, is that it? Exactly. Yes. That, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. and, and I'm going to so, – so you get like what? Plus 115 on Webb? Uh, 105. Okay, um, because they got wide odds when they start. They give you more more juice in those lines. Um, but I'm gonna take James Webb on this one. I I like the dog here. Um, you know the the thing about him is is he he really throws with every every single punch with really bad attentions. Um, he chases a little bit too much, which I don't like. He doesn't cut off angles well. He like chases after people, but once he gets anywhere near close to you. He's either landing of the really big shots or he's got very good takedowns. Like he's aggressive with his takedowns like he is with his hands. Um, And that's really what beat Stanton before is just that like pure aggression. And with Stanton, he's a guy who really wants to get in on the, the grappling because he's good on top. He's not good on bottom and his wrestling isn't particularly great. So sometimes he just gets into these clinch exchanges and it's almost like he accepts bottom control because then he thinks he can sweep you. And, and to be fair, in his last fight, that's 100% what he did. He swept them um, and he looked really good doing it. I just don't know that he'll do that against Webb. The other thing that worries me about him is he does this thing where he wades into range, where he like bobs his head, moves back and forth until he's into range, but he never faints or throws a jab or anything. It's almost like he's doing a drill you know, you ever seen those people who use the tennis balls off the ceiling and yeah. they just move their head from side to side, avoiding the tennis ball? It's almost like he's doing that drill and he has no intention to even shadow box, um, which I think is just a bad news fighting a guy who just wants to take your head off. 
Because that guy's either just going to take your head off while you go back and forth like that, or he's going to power double you. So I think Webb's going to deal with with all those types of things that Stan does. And as long as he doesn't get swept off the bottom, Webb should spend most of this fight on top until he finishes it or ekes out a decision. So I'll take the slight dog money here on Webb. Doesn't he have a telescope named after him as well? Ah, hey. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I am right. It is James Webb. That's funny. Yeah. Funny. See? I'm not so dumb, am I? No, no. you're not. Uh, Gumby's got two underdogs there for you, which is nice. I only right, thought it would moving. be one, though, to be fair. Yeah, it's which is even better. That's the nicest uh, surprise that you can get. All right, we're going to jump over. Since I don't have it on my screen yet, I'm going to set it up here. We're jumping over to Belton, Texas. Ever been in Belton, Texas, Dan? No, I don't believe so. Ever been to Texas, Dan? Yeah. Yes? Yeah, I've got to see the Cowboys play a couple of times. Oh, really? Well, lot yeah. of for you. Beautiful, this is beautiful L- stadium. <laughs> yeah, I bet. LFA 163, Johns versus Garcia is what we're talking about now. This is a Friday event, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bell County Expo Center. You haven't been there, have you? No. No, I haven't. <laughs> in, Bel- in Belton, Texas. Uh, 13 fights, so they have a full fight card uh, lined up. Gumby has got us penciled in for the top two fights, which we will start with now, the co-main event. William Starks versus Johnny Hooper. I do have odds, or Hopper, excuse me. I do have odds, um, but I won't tell you them until Gumby guesses. We'll tell you about Hopper first, because he's the show Stoppa Hopper. 72. <laughs> the, the show Stuper Hooper would be uh, a good name as well. Uh, he's 72, five knockouts, two submissions, so he's finished everyone that he's beat. He's been submitted himself once. This is his LFA debut. He's won four out of five. But he did lose his last bit via submission. He's three years younger than Starks. Will I am is the nickname. So original. Nine and three, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Four and one in LFA. He's won two straight fights and five of six. Used fight up at welterweight, inch taller than Hopper. Okay. Go. So Hopper's got to be a dog here. Uh just because of his last performance alone. I- I'll say like plus 185. 240. 240 on Hopper. Yep. Yeah, I do want him at that price. All right. Uh, it, it's it. a it, it's a lot closer of a fight than I think people think. And and like I said, I think people are scared off by his last fight. He looked so bad in his last fight. He he fought like a journeyman, Josh Roller. Um, and he just I mean, I I don't know if he had a bad weight cut or something, but he just didn't look himself. Because in all of his other fights, he's got like really good pressure. He's got pretty good wrestling. Uh, and in that fight, he just like. I don't know. He looked like a fish out of water. He looked scared off by faints really easily. Um, He's still going to be there to be countered. That's like always his biggest issue for me as a prospect. Cause he's seven and two. He's a prospect. His biggest problem will always be that he's like, like I said, he's a good striker. He's got some decent wrestling, but he, he does get hit on counters. Um, But he pressures, uh, he pressures a lot. And apart from his last fight, he isn't usually scared off all that terribly by feints. He just stays in there. He eats a punch or two and he he dishes them back out because he's got heavy hands. Um, and the reason I like him against Starks is because if you watch Starks' last fight, yeah, he won. So, you know, all th- that's why I thought Starks is going to come in here as a favorite. He won his last fight. But he won his last fight against Manny Muro, um, who, who, again, is like a super journeyman. Uh, he's like 100 years old at this point. He's like 13 and nine or something like that. Um, and they just feed him to prospects all the time. Like he fought Usman Nurmagomedov and he fought, uh, he fought Nick Newell when they were trying to get Nick Newell to the UFC. So like 
he fights uh, fights up and comers. But, like, Manny Murrow in the beginning of that fight really turned up the pressure and got in Will Starks' face. And Starks had, like, no answer for it whatsoever. He, he like, was very much having trouble with Manny Murrow being in his face. Now, as the fight went on, Murrow couldn't keep that pressure up, and he found ways to deal with it. But before that, it gave him a lot of trouble. So I just think Hopper has the... Hopper has the ability to work through that time of the pressure and not gas out, or he has the ability to knock you out. So especially if you're getting 240 on him, uh, yeah, I, I think 240 is definitely something you want to play with with Hopper here. He doesn't just, he doesn't just casually pick underdogs. He tells you, he breaks it down why this yeah. is a good underdog pick. That's why we love our Gumby. All right, main event time, LFA featherweight championship, Elijah Johns versus Javier Garcia. Five, five minute rounds at 145 pounds. We will tell you about, is this a vacant belt, Dan? I think it yeah. may be. It doesn't it say is. vacant. Yeah, it it's, is, okay. it's vacant because it used to belong to Gabriel Santos. Oh, okay. All right. Let's tell you about Johns first, nine and two with three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. Seven and two in the LFA. He's won two straight and seven of eight. Four years younger than Garcia, two inches of reach advantage over him. Garcia L. Mariachi is in a nickname, 10 and five with six submissions. He's been submitted himself twice, four and two in the LFA. I'm saying the LFA, LFA, we'll just say. Take out the, the. He's won two straight fights and three of five. Is a regional champion, used to fight at lightweight, an inch taller than John's. All right, break it down. Hot shot. So I think John's is going to be a favorite here. Um, I will say not a, well, no, he'd probably be a big enough favorite. He's got the name value on him. Is it, is it over negative 200? It is minus 300. Really? So uh, first of all, I'm going to say, I like Johns in this fight. I'm my official pick will be Johns, but I'm going to tell you not to bet him at negative 300. That's an absurd number for him. Um, because when I was thinking about this fight stylistically, I was like, John should be a favorite. And mentally, I was thinking like negative 145, negative 150 for him. And that's where I'd be comfortable betting him. But then I started thinking, well, he's got the name value. You know, he's a a Fortis MMA guy. Like that's those are all things that like draw extra attention at the books. And like all of those things add up and he's over negative 200. I'm just going to pass on it. Um, I do think he's going to win because he's he's a lot like his brother. He's a lot like Miles. Um, he gets in the clinch. He's an absolute bulldog when he's there. He's got fun, short elbows. He's got like surprising power on his strikes when he lands from deep. You know, remember that who, who did miles Johns knock out with that uppercut that time? Like his brother's got that same uppercut. So it, you, you yes, know, like, it is his brother. Yeah, I, it is. I was, uh, yeah, I didn't mention that, but cause I didn't yeah, know that. But yeah. Yeah. Miles it's my, John's brother. It's Miles Judd's brother. Although they, it's worth noting they don't train together anymore, which is sort of interesting. Because mm. um, Miles left Fortis. Miles yep. is up at um, Trey Ogden's. Is it called Paramount MMA? Uh, but Trey Ogden's. You said it was. Trey Ogden's the head coach there now. Um, but but uh, Elijah is still down at Fortis. So, but anyway, he he's like a carbon copy of his brother. He fights like his brother does. Um, you know, a little bit less good than Miles, but like you know. That that style of striker, that style of grappler, that style of tough guy in the clinch, and meanwhile Garcia, he's a guy who strikes with volume, not with power, but it's also like a battering striking style. It's it's a lot like maybe like a Diaz brother does when he gets inside and he hits you with like four or five like 
they're not even hooks. They're like clubbing jabs sometimes. Uh, and he'll throw a whole bunch of them. I guess you call them hooks or whatever. But like, and he works best when he's away from you. He uh, he fought Chase Gibson, who was on uh, Contender Series. And uh, when he fought Chase Gibson, he, he was just tired after Chase Gibson grappled him too much. Um, and, and that obviously is a huge alarm. I do think he's good on the ground, though. Like, he had Gibson's back for a little bit, but then after, like, a lot of grappling exchanges, he was just pooped and Gibson kind of took over. So I, I think the same thing is going to happen with Johns here. The reason I don't like him at negative 300 or really anywhere in the 200s either is just, like, there's a chance he makes that mistake and gives up his back early to Garcia, who's a really good grappler. So I, I'd rather not play that if it's going to be that high. All righty. That concludes our regional roundup we jumped all around the globe for you let's let's give you a quick recap of the regional roundup uh over in cffc gumby has watley as a pretty big favorite uh, sorry dog and he's got dorziev as a favorite off the cage warriors main event he's got uh web as a slight underdog Sherrier as a big, pretty big favorite, and Flaminez as a underdog. I should mention CFFC, they weren't official odds. They were gum, just Gumby's guessing odds at this point. And then LFA, he's got Johns as a big favorite in the main event, and Hopper as a big underdog, right? That's it. All right. Get in the Discord, and you can talk about all these fights with us. As they are happening at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. The Twitter, Gumby runs our Twitter feed and likes to put up did you put up broken arm clips last night? I didn't check. I can't remember I if I did. did or not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was feeling kind. I just share them in the Discord with everybody who I know loves them in there. <laughs> You're mellowing out. Um, that would be SGPN MMA on Twitter. He's also at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Uh, Instagram, same thing. Jeff underscore Fox underscore Writer. My Substack is money, MMA.substack.com. Sign up in there. Get me in your inbox enter my pick em contest, all that fun stuff. Uh, Gumby has another podcast he hosts without me called Top Turtle MMA. Make sure you listen to that every week. And all your sports gambling needs are fulfilled at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We'll be back on Wednesday to do some UFC talk for you. They have a big event coming up in the O2 arena. We'll let Gumby say goodbye to you at this point. All right, I'm Data Gumby Freeland. He's the immortal Lotus, Jeff Fox. And we... We'll see you on Wednesday.